0: Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another Jew and Gentile podcast. I am your host, Chris Katolka, and with me is none other than the Jewish sage himself, the Mr. Steve Herzik. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great, Chris. It's a special day.
0: It is a very special day. We have, number one, a special guest that we're excited to talk about, but number two, it's our year anniversary. We've made it. Happy birthday. What
1: what have we done for a year?
0: I talk. Nothing. Bupkis. <laughs> Bupkis? Bupkis. We've talked. We have talked. We've talked a lot.
1: But for more than a year.
0: Well, if you think about it, we've talked for 52 hours. Yeah. <laughs> after this episode. we
1: so people could hear us, but usually we're in the office, nobody hears us.
0: That's right. Well, actually, people have complained that they hear us through the walls.
1: Uh, they hear us too much. That's right, exactly.
0: We like to talk. That's how we. That's why we started this podcast. In fact, if you go back to the very first episode of this podcast, which you can do, if you listen, one of the reasons aye, we started aye, it... Yes. And
1: that's not a tape. <laughs> if they go back to that first one, Chris, I'd be afraid to listen to that.
0: Oh, it's, it's hilarious because um, when you listen to to it, you find out the reason why we started it, and it's because this is what we do on a daily basis. All the time. We just talk. That's what and we do. We so we thought, why don't we invite friends into our conversations, which I don't know if that's safe or not, but... Uh, but it's fun.
1: It's fun. It's definitely fun.
0: <laughs> well, Steve, because it's our year anniversary, I thought that we would sing Happy Birthday to us. <laughs> let's sing happy birthday to us let's sing happy birthday to us but do it in a fun way but we're gonna do it in hebrew we're gonna do it the way they do it in hebrew so here we go everybody this is the hebrew way of singing happy birthday
1: this next song is how you sing happy birthday in israel
0: Steve, you have to sing it after this. I'm not <laughs> singing. Who led it? who
1: led it, Sounds like happy trails to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's funny because it's just saying there. The La Michelle is saying your name. It's not even putting a name. It's just saying happy birthday. Whatever insert your name, your, is. your name. All right. Well, happy birthday to the Jew and Gentile podcast. This is a one-year anniversary. We're going to postpone the conversation that we're having about uh, what people think and say before they die. Yep. Um, we're on
1: the third part, but it's been postponed twice. So I hope no one dies until we finish our third. That's exactly. <laughs>
0: There's a lot to dive into there with that. So, yes, please stay alive and join us again next week. But we thought we would take a break and and celebrate a one-year anniversary. And what
1: a guest we have. A you huge You have guest. no idea how happy I am I know. about let me, this.
0: Let me cue up our video here, our video feed, to make sure she gets up. Oh, there she is. She's in it now. That's fantastic. Hello, Larna Simcox. Hello, hello.
2: Lorna, get happy that happy birthday, by the
0: way. Oh, thank you. Get that microphone close to you, Larna. Don't okay. be scared of it. All right. Larna Larna always I've had Larna in the radio uh um uh, room before. And Larna always comes into the radio going, what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna <laughs> do? There's I don't have enough to say. And Steve, it's all a lie because she's adequate in every way for these moments and i i guarantee you this whole time is going to be filled with laughter and good times with lorna so
1: in fact she has a lot to say she just doesn't like to say it so anybody else can hear but but i have heard her and she has opinions on everything she knows a lot but if she's in public, she. Uh, I don't know anything. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, don't ask me.
1: You you should only know, right, Lorna?
2: Right. <laughs> My husband gets it all. He hears all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he
1: does. Yeah, behind closed
0: doors, right? Right. Uh, Lorna is the uh, is the editor in chief of a magazine that you're probably familiar with, and if you're not, then we have to get them plugged into it. Oh, but it's, she definitely should plug the magazine. Yeah, Israel My Glory magazine. Lorna, how long have you been editor in chief of Israel My Glory?
2: Uh. I can't remember to be honest, but I've been with the magazine uh, twenty-three years.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Who? Somebody trained you? Somebody? You worked under somebody Elwood who's? Di- oh boy, Elwood McQuaid. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about Elwood. Oh,
2: uh, Elwood is a <laughs> genius, in my opinion. But uh, Elwood actually taught me a lot about uh, putting a magazine together. My background is newspapers, and you know. This, the big difference with newspapers is you do everything the same. That day, you publish it at night, and then you're on to the next thing. But with a magazine, we come out every other month. So it's a much longer You process. live with
1: it a lot longer.
2: Oh, yeah. And it takes a long time to get all the articles together. And That's because they're
1: FOI. Out. People who don't get it in on time. That's right.
2: Well,
0: N- nobody here, right, Lorna? <laughs> nobody no, in no, this no, nobody,
2: room. Nobody, nobody,
0: nobody yeah. here. Nobody, nobody here. Wink, liar, wink. Liar, I know.
1: on fire. <laughs>
0: Lorna <laughs> is always so nice to me because I'm usually late and uh, with my articles. Steve, you write a uh, piece for the magazine every single issue. Um, is, is it? I, it's not on the middle. What, what is your part? What's your section? I don't know
1: what it's called, but it's page ten. It's, it's page, you usually get page ten. Okay, page ten. Yeah. But I just was late this past weekend. I got a phone call from Jesse, who is assisting Lorna, and he said, "If you need an extension for your article," I said, <laughs> "What article?" Yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? I just turned in an article to Lorna. I said, the
2: one on poor. I said,
1: oh, when was it assigned? Oh, it's on your sheet. Oh, I didn't look at it. When was it due? Yesterday. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I tell everyone, print it out. Mark it with a highlighter. Put it on your bulletin board. And did I listen? Nobody no, ever no, does. A
0: bulletin Nobody board. Does. I don't even know what a bulletin <laughs> board is. <laughs> no, I'm Joe, But uh, I have two articles that are due for every single uh, issue: the editorial piece, but then also FOI in action, right. where we talk about all the amazing work that our workers all around the United States are doing to to share the love of Christ in um, in in the communities all around the country and in Canada. And um, and oh, this past one, I was I was pretty late, Lorna. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. It's a public You're- apology. Yeah. You have a
2: different situation than everybody else because you have two totally different deadlines. Most people have one deadline and it stays the same for every issue, but you have two completely different deadlines. So I give you a pass. Well, thank you you very much. That's right. This is from Lorna. This
0: is recorded, by the way, so everybody (laughs) can uh, take note. Yeah, that's right. Everyone can take note of that. Well, um, Lorna, we're glad to have you on our one-year anniversary of the Jew and Gentile podcast. We could think of nobody better to have on. we, you know, you came into our Yiddish kite uh, uh, studio, or our podcast room here. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think I of it? I love it. T- tell us tell uh, us
1: what caught your eye when you
0: were. The first thing in.
2: that caught my eye was David Ben-Gurion standing on his head. Oh, I love that picture. In Tel Aviv. Yep. I love that picture. That's
0: a great picture. It's a picture of David Ben-Gurion, Israel's first prime minister, and that's how he would do his exercises. He, he loved yoga. Yep, and there's actually today, when you go to Israel and you go to Tel Aviv, there's this cartoonish...
1: Um, very large statue. Plastic. Uh, plastic of David Ben-Gurion. I've taken, Alice and I take our picture there whenever we go, whenever we go to Israel, that's the first place we stop. <laughs> hey, sta- we want to see Ben. <laughs> he's standing on his head. I love it. David, how you doing? <laughs>
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> People think, we were just there uh, in March. And we looked for them, and people are looking all around. Kids go there. Nope, Alice and I go there. That's right. <laughs> it is a cute little thing too. But uh, yeah, this
0: is our our, our Yiddish kite uh, podcast room. Uh, so you feel a little Yiddish when you come in. You feel Jewish culture and customs when I you walk in.
2: Uh, I'm surrounded by everything here that I grew up with. You know, Hebrew school, all those years of Hebrew school. I remembered, you know, David Ben gurion was like a big heap, a big hero of mm. mine.
1: Tell because, us a little bit about where were you? Ra- you weren't raised in it, like a the the hotspot of Judaism.
2: No, Burlington, Vermont is not exactly. <laughs> <that>. Is anything <laughs> living in Burlington? Well, yeah, actually, it was the pretty large. It was the largest Jewish community in the state, and uh, that was about three hundred families.
1: And you were absorbed in it. I mean, oh, you yeah,
2: very much so. I, Tell us a I little bit. It. I
1: loved and, it. I think you could help our listeners because. In your case your father was not really interested in spiritual things and and not didn't even all. believe in God and yet no. you went to shul you went to Hebrew school and yes. it was a major part of your life tell us that dichotomy how well, that worked
2: <clears throat> I actually didn't find out that my dad was an atheist until I was in college and it was because of the holocaust which is so typical you know he was european and he had a lot of family uh, that was killed, my mother too, in the Holocaust. Mm. So he just felt if there's a God, there can't possibly be a God or he wouldn't allow this have allowed this to happen. But um, when I was a little girl, uh, probably four or five, my father did not want to join the synagogue. My mother grew up Orthodox, so she did. And our family doctor, and you know, they made house calls in those days. So he would come with his bag and talk to my mom. Uh, he was the president of the synagogue, and he asked my mother, "Why won't Louis join?"
1: Louis, synagogue? what a great name! Louis. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My mother said he just he won't. You know, he and my mother told me the story, not my dad. And apparently, the doctor said to my father, "Look, if you want your children to grow up as Jews and to know that they're Jews, you have to." give them a Jewish education. Otherwise they're going to be like the Goyim, you know, they're not going to know the difference. Mm. And that was it. He wanted us to, be we were Jews and he wanted us to know that and to grow up that. And honestly, I don't know how he did it because my brother and I never had Hebrew school the same day, you know, and it was always at night after regular school. So you either went from four to six or you went from six to eight. So my Poor father spent like his entire life chauffeuring us back and forth <laughs> to the synagogue because I would have it Monday and Wednesday, and my brother would have it Tuesday and Thursday. And then on Sunday, we had Hebrew school, but we had either 9 to 11 or, I think it was 9 to 11 or 11 to 1. Well, we were never there at the same time, so he'd be bringing us back and forth and back and forth. He never, ever, ever complained. I never heard him
1: complain. Oh, wow. And you also have a Canadian... A connection mom, because you yeah. weren't far from Montreal. Very, a number of Jewish people live in Montreal well, and used to go there regularly. My
2: family actually is from Montreal. So she, when she came over from Ukraine, she was only 15 years old. She came over all by herself and uh, she went to her uncle's house. And that's really where she was raised.
1: So you have a Ukrainian connection, I do which means to. what's happening now is especially yes, something I, that you think about.
2: I probably have family over there, but I don't know mm. because, uh, my, my, my mother had two brothers. One of them, I'm pretty sure was probably killed at the Baba Yar massacre. Great. Mm. Uh, and, uh, The other ones survived the war, but my mother didn't find out until 1957. That's a whole other story. And then he remarried because his wife and uh, children were killed. And she was never, because of communism, she was never allowed to get in touch with him. So he remarried and had another family. So I probably had first cousins and Mm. whatever, but I've never met them, never knew them. That's not unusual wow. for Jewish people who mm. survived World War II.
1: Notice, Chris, she said that as she was talking, that's another story. Yeah, that's another story. Well, we Jews always say, that's, that's you, another You truth. should only know. Yeah. But it's better off you don't know. <laughs>
2: well, it's just long.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah we only have another thirty yeah, minutes or don't so. Have so no I'm all of my stories. <laughs> no, but I do want to go to um you you became a believer because of the testimony of your mother in law. Yes. From your uh from your um your late husband. Yes. And um and
2: my best friend, who was Jewish, who and, I grew up with.
0: How did your, you know, Steve has a story of how his family responded to him becoming a believer in Jesus. Uh, how was your family, what was your family's response like when you well came to know the Lord?
2: The Lord knew that my father would not take it well. He once told me that if I married anyone who wasn't Jewish, that was it. He wasn't going to speak to me again. And that wasn't my dad. My dad was a very loving, affectionate guy, but that's how he felt. And I never was allowed to date anyone who wasn't Jewish. But my mom died when I was in high school. My father died when I was in college. So that was the end of that. So when I only have one brother, and he's younger than I am. So when I got saved, I was terrified to tell my brother. I thought, oh, gee, what am I going <laughs> to do? So I waited a couple years and never said anything. And he was already married. And then finally, when I got together with my brother and my sister-in-law. And I told them they started laughing. And I said, what is it? And he's Ira had gotten saved three years earlier, but was afraid to say anything to me. What do you think? Ira is a
1: Gentile. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ira
0: and he's a great guy he, oh you know him oh yeah, oh, yeah. we went to Israel together. oh that's right I remember is he
2: was he in Texas yes he still is in Texas
0: okay yeah, yeah. I remember I remember I don't I've never met him but I remember
1: hearing good stories yeah, well about just him. hear him. Ira and you know whoever it is they're not Gentiles. yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> and my sister-in-law is uh she just loves the Jewish people she grew up also in Vermont and she said she grew up in a little dinky little town in Vermont where they had Two Presbyterian churches, one Republican, one Democrat. Oh, you're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the story she tells.
0: Um, uh, Lorna, we're going to, in a moment, get to um, uh, a fun thing that we're going to do for this anniversary podcast, which is our top 10 Yiddish words of the year. And so we want you to participate in that. Um, But really quick, Steve, let's do a quick recap of the last year and the things that we taught about uh during our, our 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 bible time that we were teaching from the bible or or themes we were pulling from the bible because the first one that stood out to me which I'm actually very proud that we started with this it was leviticus
1: leviticus yeah. the book where your pages are still
0: stuck together <laughs> right. even after even after you went through them with us uh, especially
1: after going over
0: with <laughs> us. that's exactly right it, it was i you know it's always enlightening to go through leviticus because like you said it's not something that we often do but uh, Uh, When when you're able to go through Leviticus and and really see how it sets the pace for how God wanted to have a relationship with his people, and then ultimately how that gets worked out in the New Testament, that God still provides a way. Leviticus was about making a way to have a relationship with him, and it was through faith, and it was through the... The, the 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 sacrificial system, but then again, you moved into the New Testament, and you see you you can't fully understand Jesus's sacrifice. You can't fully understand what the cross means. Um, you can't understand what it means that he's the high priest. All of these things, unless you ground yourself in Leviticus
1: first, Chris. Leviticus teaches us that God cares about everything. Yeah, the little details that He leaves, He's exact, and I know from Uh, me attempting to follow the law, not even reading Leviticus, just following the rabbinic laws. Lorna, you could relate. You go to Hebrew school. They teach you the holidays. They teach you the prayers. You're supposed to go over them. And I'm telling you, it doesn't take a person long if they pay attention. There's no way we can do all this. There's just no way we can do it all, mm-hmm. and so uh, we d- we did the Leviticus. We sp- how many times did we meet? Was that like twenty five? You Camp know. Of it? probably about half of the year was spent in Leviticus right? I'm just I'm
0: just looking at our our list here and we ended in um, it looks like uh, 18 weeks we dedicated to Leviticus so we speeded it up a little we bit. we did couple some of the <laughs> chapters together <laughs> yeah. we
1: knew people were falling asleep well
0: you and I we, you and I disagreed because remember I said oh I think we're moving at a good pace and what was your line you said we're 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 you know, just slowly moving through. You thought we were going slow. I thought we were going fast. It's killing me. Yeah. It was, you, you're like, we got to move on. We got to <laughs> get to something else. And which we did. We started the next one we talked about
1: the covenants. It was great. You know, we go back to Dallas when you were living in Dallas and set up a conference, which was remarkable because Ryrie was there. And the theme of that, I still remember it well, Chris. Uh, in fact, you still have a video. Of a person in the audience that you took and asked them if they liked the conference, but it was on the covenants. Do mm-hmm. you remember oh, back yeah. then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And w- we had a great time, and I think the covenants are foundational. You know, the uh, covenant theology has taken, stolen our terminology and replaced it with what they call a <laughs> covenant and Not one of their three covenants is a biblical covenant.
0: That's right. The covenants that we're looking at are biblical covenants. Abrahams, the covenant made to Abraham, the covenant made to David, the covenant made the new covenant, the Mosaic covenant, and how they play out in the themes of redemption from beginning to end. And so... That's always been very encouraging to go through. You know what? We actually broke news, Steve. Did you know this? I don't think our podcast listeners know that you and I broke news. I don't even know that we broke news. Do you what do we do? Okay, so on episode 23, someone can go back and listen to this. We had Tetiana from Ukraine on. I do remember. Do you remember? The, and the live from Ukraine. The night of that Russia attacked. We had her on in the morning, and by the night, I think the first um, groups of people were moving in from Russia. The army was moving in. So we had her. There was some anticipation that things might happen, and then I just remember thinking at night I had received word that uh, that all of a sudden uh, they attacked, and I thought, man, we had Tatiana from Ukraine, one of our, our workers from Friends of Israel in Ukraine. She lives in Kiev, uh, there, talking about what was going on. So I... I like to say
1: we broke some news. We just didn't make a big deal about it. That's I got to tell you, uh, I, Tatiana, we, all of us admire her while at people were fleeing and I would have been one of them. She made sure she stayed and then would go back and forth with our workers who are in in, in Poland and bring people who needed to get out. She helped pe- Jewish people make Aliyah. They brought in food. And yes, I do remember she was on our podcast as it was beginning. An amazing thing. Amazing. And so we had Tatiana on. And I'll go with one more,
0: Steve. You ready uh, to jog your memory? We did a study on Ruth. I do remember Ruth. Mm-hmm. And
1: what a great study. I, we love Ruti. Yes. Uh, that, that's the way they say it in Israel. And uh, in fact, uh, uh, Zvi's daughter is named Ruti, and I remember hearing Zvi uh, in, in my mind uh, talking about his daughter, Ruti, and I, I just love that. It's a great story and uh, from the Scriptures, an account that
0: talks about the fact that, you know, a, a lot like, Steve, the Jew and Gentile podcast, the reason we are doing the Jew and Gentile podcast is to show that we're one in Christ. Uh, that even though God called the Jewish people and gave them a promise that uh, in Christ Gentiles and Jews have become one uh, in Christ, and we can we can um, have fellowship with one another in the Messiah. And so, uh, really, R- Ruth is a, a a a story that's leading up to that. That here is a Moabite woman um, that abandoned her pagan ways and 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 followed her mother in law Naomi and said. Your people will be my people, and the most important thing, your God will be my God. And you know what? If you think about yourself as a Gentile, that's ultimately what you're saying. You're um, you're abandoning the ways of of the past, and you're saying, Lord, you, you know, these are my family now. The church is my family, and you are my God, and I'm following you. So, just some great parallels there
1: as well. Boaz was a goel. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, uh, how Christ is our goel. Uh, he was willing. Boaz was willing. He had the geech. He had had the money. (laughs) He had the money. He paid the price. And he was a kinsman. That's right. A kinsman. And what a great lesson. I Oh, that was a great study. So those were some of the things that we did. You can actually go back and listen to them uh, if you'd
0: like to, and uh, I think we did a... I, I think we had a... I don't want to say we did a good job. I'm saying I think we had a fun no, time. I think we I, did a
1: great job.
0: I, I'm not trying to be boastful here. I'm saying we had a good time Humility doing it. Humility
1: is not one of your attributes. Oh, yeah,
0: I know. Golly, I have to work on that one. But uh, no, it was a good time. It was fun. It was fun it was to go through the scriptures that way. And
1: we know we actually got feedback from a few people who really liked it yep. Those, our from six, our three listeners our Six listeners three of them who contacted <laughs> us <laughs> and the other three complained so uh
0: anyway that, that's kind of what we uh we went through during the year hey but steve we also i think one of the most popular segments of our podcast has become the yiddish word of the day play the music oh here we go playing the music yiddish word of the day uh we're, we're gonna actually do yiddish words As a recap of the top 10 words uh, of the year for Yiddish words, um, and we actually called on our biggest fan.
1: Our biggest fan. She was the only one that responded. We asked, (laughs) oh, write in and tell us, give us your top 10, and we had
0: one. We had one person who wrote So we're using all of her. That's right. And you know what? That's why we're excited to have um, uh, Lorna with us because she's going to bring all of her Jewish background. We've got Steve with all of his Jewish background, and I'm just the Gentile along for the ride here. Um, as we look at our ten top ten Yiddish words of the day. And hey, listen, if you're thinking I wish I could have written in, great. Well, then go to foiequip.org and you'll see a section on our our webpage that says "Say Shalom, say hi to us," and you can write in your top ten favorite Yiddish words if you remember them, or maybe you have one and you wanna you wanna get it into us. But uh, Steve, let's go through our top ten Yiddish words here. Let's start with The first one. I like this one because I hear it all the time.
1: That's because I go into your office from my office, whether it's winter or summer, and it's like a schwitz
0: in there. It's (laughs) schwitzing.
1: What what is it by by you? It's as hot. It's unbelievably
0: hot. I get cold. I'm cold. All that. that, I don't know what it is with that office. It's. It it always is the. The total extreme, I'm freezing or I'm burning up. And so I I always... I take
1: one step in and my shirt's wet, my pants are wet, my face's beads are coming (laughs) down what is going on <laughs> I, here schwitzen?
0: I remember when we would do the podcast in my office I think there were times you would leave sweating <laughs> and you didn't even do anything but talk I mean you are an animated man but I mean it's you would a be hot box you're in like the... it's a Schwitzen in here
1: Lorna you know <laughs>
2: schwitzing don't you i do but I'm always cold uh, see <laughs> you I would like, love his office I would love his office
0: my wife always makes fun of me because when when we go to the gym I would work out for 15 minutes and and then go sit in the sauna for like thirty, and she's like, "Well, you know, you're not really working out. You're just got, you're here for the sauna." I'm like, "Yeah, like the schwitz. That's what a sauna is. It's a schwitz." So
1: schwitzing is a great word. That's right. So
0: you can use that word actually as a noun, like a sauna is a schwitz. But you can also be schwitzing. You that's, can be hot and sweating. Yeah. And, all, it, it, well,
1: not. You can if if you go in Chris's office. You will schwitz.
0: come to my office and see for yourself. It may see for Larna, it might not be a Schwitz. It might be a perfect yeah, she'll temperature. She'll be comfortable. She'll she be will, comfortable. That's right. Okay, so we don't have that Yiddish word. I don't, is there a Yiddish word for comfortable? <laughs> I don't. I, gotta I don't. Think th- about I'm, that. I'm just trying to think if in the entire Yiddish
1: vocabulary, the word comfortable it's doesn't seem more like
2: words for complaining. That's <laughs> what I'm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the closest word off the top of my head is kvel. When you're when you're joyous with somebody, you're just feeling so good. Your kid did something really good or you had a great you just kvell, you're so but that doesn't mean comfort, but you were you are feeling comfortable when you're feeling pretty good. That's right. Okay. So, but
0: we're but we're our word is fritzing. The next one, all right, Lorna, I'm going to lead with you on this one. And I know that you don't know them, but you'll know this one. Lachaim.
2: Oh, that's Hebrew. Yeah, Real life.
0: Yeah. that's Hebrew. It's used in Yiddish culture, it though, right?
2: When you, um, well, I don't know, when you toast someone. You oh, listening. of course. Mm. Just think of Fiddler on the Roof.
1: Yeah. Tonight, tonight, <laughs> l'chaim. <laughs> l'chaim. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Yeah, L'chaim. L'chaim. It's very, it's it's to Yiddish. Life. It's, to life.
0: It's Yiddish kite, too. It so It is it's, Yiddish kite. It's in the culture.
2: Actually, now that I think about it, you know how a lot of people will wear a chai, mm. you know? 100 percent i don't wear it all the time but it's uh it's a hay and a yud yep on a gold chain mm-hmm. a lot of men will wear them and uh it life is very important to the jewish people because everyone's trying to kill us all the time so it, life is important life
1: is very important you know um we were in israel alice would tell the story and this woman came up to alice and said you know can you I know this is supposed to be something, but it looks like it's a camel, right? Isn't this a camel? And Alice said, "No, that's not a camel. It's high. <laughs> Let's so- "Oh, but I can like, see that. It yeah, like a camel. Yeah,
0: I can see that." <laughs> no, in the no, Hebrew. no.
1: Chi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it, I liked it because it was a camel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I actually learned from all the times I've been to Israel is that the high uh, is the number 18. Yes, yep. And and so it means life in Hebrew, but it also means the number 18. And so people would get $18
1: sometimes for their birthday, like to to represent life. Uh, 100%. High. When people, I get calls frequently of people who have friends who are Jewish and their child is being bar or bat mitzvah, and so I tell them, it's I said, do multiples of eighteen. Don't give eighteen dollars in cash. That's cheap. Uh, do multiples of eighteen. Double aheim, triple aheim, uh, or quadruple aheim, and get a Bible and write. So you give them cash. Ah. The, the child will be happy with the cash, but then you write a personal note to that child and say, this is your book, it's important to me, you've been a blessing, your people have been a blessing, use your own words, so you give the child the money and the parents will quell because somebody who's a Gentile gave a Jewish scripture to their family. Oh,
0: that's fantastic.
1: That's fantastic. I never thought about that. So you can Do double, all, triple, quadruple?
0: Can quadruple? Oh,
1: yeah. you Multiples of 18. You're not just giving them $18. Back You're, when I was a kid, 18 was what you got. But that was back in dinosaur age. So now it's multiples.
0: Yeah, that was like a million dollars back then, right?
1: <laughs> hey, I was happy for anything I could get, you
0: know? <laughs> all right. So that's L'Chaim. All right. Here's another good one. All right. This is one for a Yiddish word that's for really uh, anybody who does a Something good, or somebody who's
1: got a good... Lorna's father was a mensch. Yeah, a, mensch. He? He was a, he mensch. Was a mensch. he was mm-hmm. a mensch. So tell us, what's a mensch? How, I'm calling your father a, a name. an
2: upstanding human being with integrity.
0: Yeah. There you go. You know, the, uh, it's funny, because mensch almost sounds like a bad word. You know, what a mensch. You know, you could almost go either, but it doesn't. It actually,
1: I think we talked Nobody about... Nobody says it that way, Chris. It's... That guy's a
0: mensch. I know, but if you don't know the word, it almost sounds derogatory. It's a mensch. Like, you know, If I'd be like, what, what does
1: that you mean? You know what it means in German? Man. Yeah. Human. You're human. You're a human. You're a good human. <laughs> but in Yiddish, oh, he's such a mensch. You, you see, you got to hear it as well as say it. I know. What was what the other day we did one on forgiveness?
0: And I can't remember the phrase. Uh, I can't
1: remember either.
0: Yeah, because it was an unusual one. But the way I was saying it, you're like, you don't want to say it like that. You want to say, like, forgive <laughs> me, please. <laughs> and I was like, forgive me. <laughs> I guess that's the way I always think when it comes to Yiddish is it's got to have some pa- uh, panache behind it, you yeah. know? Yep. Um, all right. So the uh, mensch is a good one. And maybe uh, you do your with your kids uh, the elf on the shelf during Christmas, we do that. But they also have a mench on a bench yep, for the, the Jewish people. on the bench. That's right. Okay, here's another one. See, we use this one a lot. Bupkis. Bupkis.
2: <laughs> it's
1: just, it's a great word. How do you say it, Lorna? Bupkis. That's it. Just bupkis.
0: I can't tell you how many times. Steve and I are in the office, and and we just go. Well, we got Bupkis on that one. Well, you
1: see, when Tom Simcox, Lorna's husband, comes home and says, "Lorna, I'm ready for supper. What do we have?" She says, "Bupkis. Yeah. You're taking me out. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you've done it. I know you've done
2: absolutely. it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Bupkis. I love that
0: one. I I use that one on my kids a lot. You guys give me Bupkis here. Nothing. I'm working with nothing. All right." Um, here's another one. Uh, a shmoo to schmooze, not uh, to that's snooze. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're schmoozing. We're schmoozing. That's a good one for a top 10 to schmooze, uh, to talk. We to were one just
1: another. at a Friends of Israel conference. Um, I was the MC in between meetings. They're you know, bathroom calls and they call to fellowship, and then it's time to meet. And what are they doing? They're schmoozing,
0: everyone's they're schmoozing.
1: kibitzing and schmoozing, they're talking and they're. Schmoozing. So you got to call them back.
0: And that's right. And that's
1: after they schluffied for a little bit. That's right. Schluffy, go to sleep. I don't know if we've ever done schluffy. I don't know if we have done schluffy, but I'll tell you how many people have fallen asleep when I speak. They go schluffy when I start speaking. Oh, they're schluffying right now as Uh, we talk. I'm sure they're schluffing right right now. But we're
0: talking about schmooze. Schmooze is what we're doing. And maybe you've schmoozed a lot in your life. I'm a schmoozer. Lauren, you're a schmoozer. You schmooze.
2: My husband's the schmoozer. Oh,
0: he's the schmoozer.
2: Big time schmoozer.
0: That's right. He's the he's the maher of schmoozers. Uh, I,
1: I, don't I, get ahead of ourselves here.
0: Oh, is that? Oh, that. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's good. No, but th- th- Tom is Tom's reputation precedes himself. I mean, he is a schmoozer.
2: He's very friendly. He likes to talk to people. He's yep. He's a schmoozer. He's a schmoozer. Yeah, he is a schmoozer.
0: Steve's a schmoozer. I like the schmooze. We should just call this the schmoozing podcast. I like Jew and Gentile. Jew and Gentile is better. Okay, here's another one. As especially because in a little bit we're gonna be getting ready to go to lunch with Larna, which we're very excited about. Um,
1: but uh, we're gonna be noshing while we're we, there. We are gonna be noshing. Noshing is really the equivalent of appetizers. You know, a little nosh. Take a little. My mother used to say, "Take a little nosh. You'll, you know, go when you go. Take a little nosh.
2: Put it in the car.
1: You never know, right, Lorna?
2: Right. You know, a good word to go with nosh.
1: Hazarai. Oh, yeah. Chazarai, chazarai. or chazar. Most
2: people nash on uh, What's <laughs> Hazarai?
0: Chazarai is junk. Oh, food. did they just say Hazarai? Chazarai, that, chazarai that means- is chazarai. junk
1: and a chazar is a pig. Yeah. Oh, you're Like kidding. my mother
2: never wanted us eating chazarai. Yep. That oh. was bad for you. That's really? Unhealthy.
1: Yeah. Chazarai is McDonald's is chazarai. Yeah. chazarai. Oh.
2: Well, We better not name any. That's right. Oh, I go to McDonald's all the time. Well, it's junk food. It's junk food. A lot of people like
1: McDonald's. I like it, too, but it's Hazarai.
0: It is Hazarai. It's not the greatest for you. It's
1: not nutritionally beneficial for us. That's right. But it tastes
0: great. That's right. I mean, we do know that six billion cheeseburgers have been sold by them, so people must like that Hazarai, you know? that's right.
2: It's good. It's just Hazarai. It's yeah.
0: Hazarai. All right, here we go. So we noshed, we did Hazarai, we did a little Nosh. We're gonna we'll probably Nosh we'll do more than Nosh at the diner when we go eat in a little bit. But uh here's another good one. Cause I think we all have this in this room too. We all have a little bit of chutzpah. A lot of chutzpah. There's a lot of it going around. That is such a deep word. Like it's it's very it's simple, but there's a lot of there's a lot of chutzpah to chutzpah. You know, there's a lot of depth to that. Uh Lorna, why don't you take the lead on chutzpah?
2: Chutzpah! I'm trying to remember this Hebrew school story I learned, which was funny on what how you define chutzpah. It's a, a somebody uh, injures someone else. No, a guy <laughs> kills both his parents, and then he asks for mercy because he's an orphan. That's chutzpah. <laughs> That's chutzpah. That's, That's it. Chutzpah. That's it.
1: That's a good one. that's that, great one. that's that's, one that's, one that's a great one. Yeah. Oh, how about you, Steve? Oh, No, she stole mine. That's the <laughs> oh, one. that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's I guess
2: that's the universal. Oh, it's, it's, school it's story a great. It, it, Hood's, definition.
1: Hood's, I'll I'll give you one. Of the uh, I was the MC and it drives Alice crazy. So uh, in talking, I talk spontaneously. What comes to my head. That's why she so, always sits in the back. That, too. She sits yeah. in the back. She she goes like this. Please. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I'll, I'll say, hey. Folks, you know, I know you. Uh, a good night for me is one time to the bathroom. That's a good night for me. And Alice just says, too much information. Yeah. That's chutzpah. <laughs> how, how could you stand in front of 300 people and tell them when you go to the bathroom? That's, right. That's
0: chutzpah. It's chutzpah. Especially at a Friends of Israel conference. That's, That's right. Good. All right. Well, uh, here's another one for uh, for you two. Um, and we've used this one a lot, Steve, throughout the
1: year. But maher. Uh, macher, the Big Macher. That's right. Well, Lorna is the Big mocker for the magazine. That's right. She, she is the Big Macher. She's the decision maker. People fall in place like us. Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do? When is it due? Even though we're late all the time, that's we right. come to her and ask for mercy. That's right. Because she's the Macher. She's, we have the
0: chutzpah to ask for mercy to the Big Macher. That's you know? right. That's right. So, all right. I, big Macher, how do you feel about that, of the magazine?
2: Uh I love the magazine. Oh, the <laughs> <do you> <laughs> I'm the just calling maver- you the big mocker. that's all. The magazine. That's,
0: how I that's good. Well, here's a little plug then. You can go to israelmyglory.org forward slash subscribe. If you do not get the magazine that Lorna is the big mocker for, Israel My Glory, then you need to go to israelmyglory.org forward slash subscribe. And if you've never subscribed before, you get a one-year free subscription. That's right. And uh, you can do that either digitally, which we always recommend. That's the one to do. That's right. The digital one is... Because
1: you get magazines all the way to 1980.
0: Yeah. And I think even before that, too, a little bit. And we're planning on going all the way back to some of the original ones, if I, you know, back to 1942. Somebody actually asked me not too long ago, can I get the original copy of Israel, My Glory? How do I do that? Not yet, but they will. It's coming. And so we continue to add, um, and so you can get the digital version of one-year free, subscription. And Steve, I always like what you say. You want to ask a question about the millennium, you type it in, boom,
1: there it is. (laughs) There it is. And you know, we were talking about Macher. We had Jim Showers, who is the Macher for Friends of Israel, and he was just on Equip, which is our sponsor. That's true. And he was just on, and I think there's been like 500 people that have accessed that uh, course and equip. Is that true?
0: Yes, it's true. Yep. We've
1: had over 500 people who
0: have logged on YouTube to watch it, and we had a, about 80 people who were on live that night who were watching Jim share about the history of the Friends of Israel. So and it that, was fantastic. Hey, when you're the big macher, people come. People come and they have uh, they want to listen. So that's macher, everybody. Here's an easy one for everyone. Here we go. Uh, oy vey. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I remember where it is. Oy Oy, there it is. Oy, I think I have another uh, one too. Uh
2: Oi vezmir.
0: There that's the other one. That, <laughs> oh, oy, my yeah, right. oh my goodness. Yeah, oi Vezmir is oh my goodness. And
2: Oi
0: Oigald. Yeah, we've not done Oigald.
1: We haven't done because I don't use do you use Oigvault no. a lot? I don't I use Oigald. I just use oi. What does oi gavalt mean? I'm not even sure I what gavalt means. My dad used to say. Yeah, it all I, the I, time. I, I'm not sure. It's just—it's <laughs> an. I'm sure it has a literal translation, but it's oi gav. <laughs> I love that. There's
2: degrees of oi. Uh, yeah,
1: that's I right. That's, that's a good way of saying it. <laughs> you know, if if you go to the Philadelphia
0: um, uh, his the the Jewish Museum there, they actually have this big giant. Uh, it's I think it's supposed to say yo. Yo, but I think when you're standing in the other direction, it says Oi, and it's huge. And so they have one in Brooklyn too. And I, so I don't know what they're doing with the cities uh, and doing this, you know, yo promotional thing. But if you stand on the other side of it, it doesn't say Yo, it says Oi, and I, <laughs> I got a kick out of that. So Oi is a good one. Here's another fun, fun one for for our last one, and then we have a bonus word. But mashugana. Mashugana.
1: help us out, Lorna.
2: Oh, that's a great word.
0: Yeah,
1: Meshuggah. Crazy.
2: crazy. Crazy.
1: What a crazy. Meshugana. Don't be Meshuggah. Wow. I'll Meshugana. tell you I'll tell you how Alice and I use that word. When she first when we first uh, met and I was trying to introduce her to my family and I I had to prepare her and said, "Look, we're crazy. We're Meshuggah. <laughs> uh, and she agreed. And for years, my family was the Meshuggah family and her family, everything was great. Well, as time goes on, and things change. If you asked her today, who's the Michigana family? Her family's more Michigana than mine. Oh, she's changed her opinions on the Michigana. It's the jury's still out, but she's moving. Oh, she's moving. Okay, I like it. I and like it.
2: Michigana.
1: The Mishigas is craziness. craziness. Yeah. Well,
0: mm-hmm. didn't you couple the words together when we did it? The the Mishiga is is doing Michigana.
1: The the Michigana is doing Michigana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't stop laughing. All right, here we go. This is our bonus word, everybody. Mishpacha. Mishpacha. Lorna, you want to help us? Lorna, you're a part of the mishpacha yeah, right now.
2: Big mish. I pronounce it mishpacha, so I don't. Maybe, know. You, maybe. Yeah, I'm, you I'm the I'm the one leading right. the two Jewish I've people said here. Mishpacha. Big. F- I, I, at Thanksgiving, you want the whole mishpacha together. Okay, the, the whole family. Whole the family. whole family. Okay, that's right. Mish- you know.
1: Mishpacha. We're so glad we're part of the mishpacha of God. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's what I
0: wanted to do really quick. I wanted, uh, I want to go through each word and just for a second, and I want to tie it to
1: Scripture now. Okay, so Schwitzing, go ahead, Steve. Oh, Schwitzing! You, you caught me off guard here, Schwitzing. Uh, if 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 you don't go through Jesus, you'll be Schwitzing. You'll be
0: Schwitzing if you don't know the Lord Jesus. Uh, all right, here, this one's for you, Lorna. Laheim.
2: If you know Jesus. You'll have lachaim forever. I
0: like it. it. I Love like it. it. Love it. All right, Steve. Here we go. Mench. Mench. Jesus Christ is the top notch mench. All right, and he makes us menches and through his righteousness. It, when
1: we're in Christ, we are menching.
0: We, that's right. All right, Lorna. I don't. Th- this will be fun to get from you. Bupkiss.
2: Bupkis. Oh boy. Let's see. I might need a little. All right,
0: I got goodness. I got one here. Without the Lord, you got bupkis. Without the
1: <laughs> right. Lord, you are bupkis. You are bupkis, That's right, exactly.
0: All right, here we go. Steve,
1: uh, schmooze, schmooze. Uh, the middle wall up. Uh, when Paul wrote about the middle wall of partition being broken, we Jews and Gentiles can schmooze forevermore.
0: We're schmoozing. That's right. I like it. I like it. All right, Larna Nosh.
2: We need to nosh on the bread of life.
1: Okay. Oh, that's the best one! That is
2: oh baby. I like
0: it. I like it a lot. All right, here we go. Steve Chutzpah. Uh
1: Chutzpah. Uh Satan thinking. That he's uh, the five eye wills from Isaiah, where he said, I will be like the most high God. That That, is chutzpah. That is
0: some serious chutzpah. All right, man, that might actually take over the guy who, uh, you know, what is it, killed his parents, and then (laughs) that might be better. That's right. That's, yeah, Satan's got some serious chutzpah. All right, Lorna Macher. Jesus is the.
2: Big macher.
0: He is the big macher. I love that.
1: Steve Oyve. Ive oy Um what Adam said after Eve <laughs> gave him the apple. Or not apple, fruit. The fruit, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oive, what have I done? Uh, oy, oy,
0: oy. Yeah. <laughs> there was Adam. <laughs> there was Adam. I like it. All right. Uh last one, Lorna to you, Moshugana.
1: You gotta be crazy if you don't receive credit. There as you go. There saving. you go. I like you it. You have to be Mishuganis. And I'll end with this one
0: Mishpacha. Is that how am I saying that right? Be- Mishpacha. Mishpacha. Okay, good. All right. So we're all one big mishpacha in Christ yeah. together. Amen and amen. All right. Those are oh, our... That was great. Wasn't that fun? All right. Let's end it with this, our Yiddish words. Those were the top 10 Yiddish words of the year. And thank you, Patty. Thank you, Patty, for picking them out, our our, 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 one of our biggest fans. Again, if you love the top 10 Yiddish words, go to foiequip.org right now and go to the Say Shalom section and write in what you're top 10 favorite Yiddish words are, hey, maybe even you have a Yiddish word we haven't done yet. Let us know. We'd love to be able to do it and incorporate it into the podcast. So those are the top 10 Yiddish words of the year. Hey, Steve, uh, really quick, just a fresh reminder. Tonight, September 20th, we have our Bridges Internship Interest Meeting, which you're going to be leading tonight. I am. I just want
1: to, remem- I want to remind you that you're leading. Uh, no, tonight. I knew. I, you're, it's good you're reminding me, but I'm all ready. I got my uh, little outline that I'm supposed to do. But, Chris, what a great thing with the programs that we have, Encounter and Bridges and Origins. And we got all different kind of programs. And this is just, if you're interested in... In any of the programs we have, particularly Bridges uh, or any of the programs we have, you come on and you just ask about it. We talk about what we have, uh, Bruce Scott, who directs our programs, and it's an opportunity. No, there's no obligation, no money down, no months to pay, nothing. (laughs) It's just you come, you listen. Oh, that sounds interesting. He'll tell you when you can access, uh, including equip, by the way, future courses, any of that Uh, It's just a wonderful time to schmooze and find out, hey, what's available? What can I do? And you find out.
0: Okay, so and t- so tonight is just like test driving a car. You don't have to buy the car, but if you're interested in learning more on how you can get engaged in Jewish ministry, you can get trained. It's a nine-week training course. It's free, free, free. And so maybe you're just thinking, well, I'd like to learn more about that. Well, tonight's interest meeting is where you want to be. And Chris, uh,
1: how many people have gone through Bridges so far?
0: Well, you know, if we count—by uh, the end of the year, if we count, I believe, our United Kingdom version of Bridges— We'll have a hundred and ten alumni within a year and a what half. What do you mean United it's in Great Britain now? Yeah, it's in Great Britain. We have uh we have our workers Trevor and Maggie Stewart Suite. Um, who have a group of people who are going through our Bridges program? So they, we
1: went over the pond.
0: We went. O- we're international now. We are
1: inter. Oh, that sounds pretty sophisticated. <laughs> yeah,
0: we are very international. In fact, the podcast is listened in Canada. It's listened in Singapore to all of our Singapore friends who aye are listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're all over the place, uh, Steve. And so, uh, um, anyway, yeah, uh, we, we can have a, up to 110 alumni of Bridges. If you'd like to see what Bridges is all about, a uh, way that you can learn about. Uh, Jewish ministry, what's going on in Israel, and how you can get involved as a believer. I encourage you to go to gofoyorg forward slash Bridges22, and there you can register for the Zoom meeting. It's free, free, free. It's at 8.30 this evening. Uh, and then finally, I have an intertestamental history class. That's between the Testaments, between Malachi and Matthew.
1: Chris, See, that's really important. Don't go fast. I, you're going in your radio course. I know. I'm the sorry. The intertestamental course is so important uh, because we're left off in the Older Testament text. It seems God is silent. I, My opinion, I don't think God was silent, still interacting, I think. There's nothing, we don't know. But all of a sudden you read from Matthew, the genealogy, it's the announcement of what Jewish people were waiting for, the Messiah of Israel. I think what you're going to talk about Uh, is really important, probably the most important, we're not far, real far, from Hanukkah. That's right. And that's an intertestamental uh, holiday that Jewish people celebrate. There's two tracks we're going to run on
0: with this class. The first is how God was preparing uh, the world for the coming of the Messiah, uh, because it really became a global issue um uh leading up to Jesus's arrival Rome was present in in uh in Israel and so how did Rome get there they were the biggest empire in the world so that we're going to talk about uh you know all the steps that were leading up to Jesus's coming which Paul says happened in the fullness of time um uh and so then also we're going to look at the amazing component of the fact that the Jewish people were able to maintain their unique identity as the world was trying to influence them and draw them away and even almost forcibly uh uh, prevent them from being jewish and so we're going to kind of run along two tracks there and i think they actually will merge with one another as we continue that study so that's between the testaments that's intertestamental history and you can register for that class by going to foiequip.org again that's free uh, and we have other classes on there that you can register for as well steve we got our last section here since we did the yiddish word uh earlier we've we've only got news left
1: to do but why don't you go ahead and take the lead on that okay uh This comes actually from NPR. The headline is, Yeshiva University cancels all clubs after it was ordered to allow an LGBTQ group on, not on campus, but meet as a club. And Yeshiva University, uh, Lorna, you know what a yeshiva is. Tell us.
2: Yeah, well, it's a, excuse me, it's a uh, religious school. A Jewish,
1: a Jewish religious, religious school. school. That's I right. I
2: heard that that went to court.
1: It actually, this actually went to court. The state of New York judge ruled that they must do it. It was stayed by uh, Sata Mayor, uh, because I never knew this before, but Chris, each of the nine justices in the Supreme Court are over a region of the country. And when this was, when this case came and the state uh, court ruled, federal court ruled, that they had to have clubs, Uh, the response on the part of the yeshiva was that uh, we're canceling all clubs. We're going to cancel so nobody will have them. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the Supreme Court Justice, I forgot her, Sotomayor, what's her Mm -hmm. first? Sonia. Sonia. Uh, Anyway, she uh, ruled that they didn't have to do that Ah, uh, but that it's because they have to hear the um, the uh, challenge on the part of the school, um, part of the shiva. But what's interesting is how this affects other groups, including Christians and evangelicals. I think ultimately it's going to get to the Supreme Court, and it, well, they're going it, to rule on it. this. Will be a Supreme Court issue, and we
0: have a Supreme Court that right now that I, I it'll be interesting to see uh, how they um, they move. Uh, but it's definitely more pro uh, freedom of your uh, religion and assembly to, to have the right to make those choices. I think that uh, we have a lot of originalists on the on, on in the Supreme Court now, which will definitely I think lean toward the favor of schools like yeshivas or even Christian colleges saying, you know what, I don't know if this is really fits our our mission and well, our model. Well,
1: especially Chris, because the the court, the court in New York ruled that they weren't, the yeshiva, think about, you talk about Meshuganah, Mishigas, the the school, yeshiva, was not religious enough. Yeah. What what does it mean not to be religious enough? We're yeshiva. Yeah, that's about as <laughs> what, religious as you we can get. We started because we're Orthodox Jewish people. And so to say you're not religious enough is the government actually saying what they think religious enough is is. That's crazy. And the big question will be state funding. I
0: mean, if you take state funding as a school, you know, that That's, you're going to be beholden to the 100%. Now, I, I don't know if the Yeshiva did that or not, but I, I
1: think they do. do and they? I think that could complicate things. I think you're right, but it's it's interesting that you have a religious school who's adhering to the Bible and can be forced possibly be forced to do something that inherently violates the establishment of the group in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny, too, because a lot of times—I see this all the time on social media
0: where people are are, um, bad-mouthing evangelicals for their take on these things, and um, and, you know, th- th- what they forget is it's just not, uh, you know, conservative evangelicals that, you know, believe in the Bible. It's also religious Jewish people, and I'll even say Muslims as well. These kind of, you know, when you when you move these kind of—you uh, demand that these kind of groups meet uh, at a Muslim school or an Orthodox Jewish school, a yeshiva or a Christian. Now you're—it's not just the Christians. I think everybody always just thinks, oh, it's those Christians. They're doing this. It's not this is a serious issue with people who are of faith. And so um, it's, I think it's only going to move its way
1: up to the If Supreme the government Court. can get involved with the degree of how religious you are, yeah. then eventually the government could tell you what religion to be. Exactly. And they can water that down and tell you, you have to do this. This actually
0: happened to a local college around here. They had a social work program, um, and the social work program— It's a uh, Christian college. It was a Christian about. college, yep. And they didn't want to adopt, or that the, the state was making them adopt to certain social work practices. That included, uh, you know, LGBTQ Plus um, uh, issues, and you know the school wasn't willing to go in that direction. And instead of fighting it, you know personally, I think the school did exactly what uh, what the yeshiva did: shut it down. They just shut it down, shut the whole thing down. And so, you know, that's where that's where we're moving that's to. That's where we're just shutting this stuff down. All right, Steve, we have another one too. Actually, an article written by a friend of all
1: three of ours. Uh, Paula Jaffe. Go ahead and take this, it. Steve. This is great. Uh, it's it's fighting Israel boycotts through American sports. I'm a, I'm a sports fan, Chris, and this was particularly interesting to me because we had a, a gal who we won't mention her name because she doesn't want it out there, uh, but she's a friend of ours. And Bruce Pearl, who is the coach of the Auburn University Tigers men's basketball team, so he's a Jewish guy, Lorna, you'll appreciate this, living down south. And in the article itself, he, he works with 95% uh, African Americans playing basketball for the University of Auburn. And every four years, the NCAA allows the team to go to different countries. And guess where Bruce Pearl takes his players? To Israel, right to Israel, right to Israel, and it's, where basketball is huge, by the way, huge. Yeah, and what's interesting, this this whole article is trying to fight BDS, boycott, divestment, and sanctions, and Bruce Pearl is at the cutting edge of doing it. And what I found out also, well, l- listen to what he says. He says the greatest way to understand Israel and the amazing place it has become. And the pride the Israelis have in the land and in the people and culture is to see it yourself. But that's what and, we say. And Chris we, and Lorna, you know this. We've been doing this since 1977. Yep. I actually came to Friends of Israel as a volunteer before we went to Israel. Oh, Think really? Think about that. we I've been here longer than they've been going to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't man. think about that. That's funny. Crazy.
0: Yeah, we've been taking. We really do believe. We, you know, especially with our young adult program origins, we really believe that when a Christian steps foot in the Holy Land, Changes when they step everything. foot in Israel, it's going to give them a better appreciation. Uh, for for the promises that God made to Israel and the Jewish people. And it's also going to give them a better uh, um, um, uh, information on how to stand up against anti-Israel sentiments on college campuses and even anti-Semitism, the hatred of the Jewish people. And so uh, anybody I've ever taken to Israel comes back and says,
1: how can I get back there again? That well, was know, amazing. You know, Chris, it's been said, it's not unique to me, when we take people to Israel— On their way over, they're reading the Bible on their way over, they're reading it in black and white. When they read their Bible back after Israel, they're reading it in color.
0: Yeah, that's true. And you know, a lot of the people who are on this basketball team, Auburn is in Alabama, and so I'm sure a lot of them are Christians, and he even said uh, that when they're there, they visit some of the Christian holy sites. And, re- and Jewish sites as well. They go to the Western Wall, which is in Jerusalem. They go to the Dead Sea. They go to Yad Vashem, which is the Holocaust Memorial. Uh, and then and they, and they go to various other places. But they also take place—they do basketball clinics with Jewish people, Muslims, Christians, and Druze. And it's hosted by a former Muslim NBA player. Um, and so they have a lot of great things that are going on. What to sh- a wonderful way
1: to—boom! boom yeah. It's
0: bada bing, bada boom. That's bada bing, bada boom. And, you know, who else did something like this, too, was who's the owner of the Patriots? Um Oh, craft, uh, Kraft. Kraft. Kraft Built a football stadium in is or like a football area in Jerusalem for American football, which is not
1: that common in Israel at all. But I, I don't even think it's to our scale. people are smart, banging their heads together, <laughs> running into each other. Uh, come on, no, no.
0: But he's done the same thing. He's tried to promote Israel through yes, sports as well. And so, anyway, all right. Well, that's it, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for being with us, Lorna.
1: Lorna, thanks for coming. <laughs>
0: Thanks for having me. Oh, we love having you, Larna. Come back again. Hey, listen, it's been one year, Steve. I've had a great year. Don't get too excited. And, <laughs> uh, well, are we coming back for a year, too? That's the question. Hopefully. All right. Well, everyone, just be looking out for a year, 2 We've got, a, I think, a great time planned out. Um, and uh, some more Yiddish words we have to do, Steve. We, we can't leave our our folks hanging with we no gotta Yiddish go, words. we got
1: to go to the... Uh, the joys of yiddish
0: that's right we gotta go to the joys of yiddish but until then go schluffy go relax as steve would say thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week